This is Alpha Geek Radio. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Yeah. Pressure. There is a lot of pressure. <laughs> a lot of pressure. <laughs> so, like, I'll give the guy a pass. I don't like this place. Alive. It's alive. It's alive. Welcome to this week's Casually Hardcore. I'm your host, Grail. I'm Vindy. And I'm Daxa. We are here to talk about PAX 2018, PAX West. We covered our first show on it. We covered several games that caught all of our eyes across the various floors. This show, we're focusing on two specific areas for video games. One being the PAX 10, which are the 10 games that are selected each year to be showcased uh, and considered like, you know, highlighted games always from an indie developer. And then the other place is where a lot of the indie developers are, which is the PAX Mega Booth. A uh, huge, uh, well, decent-sized section in the convention hall with games just packed together. So yeah. they get a lot of games in there. What what a Nintendo or Sony would get two consoles in, they get about fifty. So that's right. What the dot- squeeze it in? What the Dauntless booth got ten computers. Yeah, yeah. the indie mega booth gets seven hundred. Yeah, seven to ten games. Seriously. Yes. Oh man. So, let's start with the PAX 10. Mm -hmm. So, this year had a lot of different sort of passion projects, I think. A lot of the developers that we talked to, specifically the the duo, the team games, were real little tiny passion projects. It was really interesting talking to, to some of the developers about really how their ideas came up. There was one game, I mean, it was a husband creating it with his wife doing the drawings. Mm-hmm. And yes. they're featured in the PAX 10. That's really cute. Yeah, that was very cool. Yeah, And they started doing it because um, the husband found out that when they played games together, he tended to kind of take over all the time. Like, oh no, you're not good at that. I'll do that. You do this. Yeah. And he noticed that he was doing that a lot. So he, or they created a game where they had to both be pretty good at both things that you have to do. So it was actually quite an interesting game. Um, that particular game was called With Friends Like These. And that that was a really... It was sort of a shooting platformer. What would you call it, Grail? It's a shooter. It was in the vein of uh, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. But it's a co-op shooter. However, uh, with like lovers where there's two people and you're kind of moving between stations as you're going through the, the course as your ship is flying along, you have to destroy things and such. In this game, you're two circles, but they're attached to each other, attached to each other. And one is pink, one is blue. And as you're going along, the background color of where you're flying is either blue or pink. And that denotes who that is shooting and who is driving at a given moment. And so it switches every time your background switches, basically. You change your role, and you're forced to not just be the shooter or not just be the driver. You have to constantly adapt and keep an eye. It's another thing you have to keep, actually keep an eye on because it's a mechanic I saw they used in a boss fight, which is 
patches of pink so that when you needed it, you had to make sure you could get there. So it, it had a lot going on for a cutesy game. Yeah, and it was really cutesy for yeah. sure. The little monsters were cute. The every, that planet was super yeah, cute. Yeah, the art style was very like it was very unique. Mm-hmm. And when I was talking to the husband about it, he had stated how, how proud he was of his wife yes. for her the art that was included in it. It was very very sweet. Um, I watched Daxa and Grail play, and honestly, when I was watching y'all play it, I didn't even really pick up on the background thing. Yeah. I just thought y'all were changing who was driving, like whenever. I'm not. I'm dead serious. Really? Oh, wow. like there was so wow. many, there was so much else going <laughs> on yeah. with yeah. that that like that wasn't even a factor that yeah. I like play. They I don't know if I would be able to play that game. Yeah, it there was, was quite a lot. interesting. So when the background is pink, then the pink person is driving and the blue is shooting. Right. When the blue is the background is blue, the blue person is driving and the pink is shooting. However, some of the monsters or the things that would attack you were both blue and pink. So in some of the areas, there was little patches of blue and pink, and you had to figure out how to shoot them depending on where you were going to, you had to move in order to shoot them. It was quite interesting. It really kept you going. But like Vindy always says, you know, playing in front of a ton of people. It's, yeah. Oh, it's, God. it's quite nerve wracking when people are watching you <laughs> oh. play and you're not like the best at, you know, these types of games. He did say that the demo that y'all played through was like an amalgamation yeah. of a few different levels mm-hmm. together. That's not yeah. one level. Right. He said that he starts you off with something a little bit lower. Yeah. And he's like, then we just threw in a boss from later on yeah. just to... Just for giggles. Just yeah, to just mess for with giggles, you. I guess. But I could definitely see how that ending part was uh, a little more difficult than yeah. the, just the beginning floating around having fun. Yeah, yeah, it ramped up a little in difficulty. But I could see it getting really hard. Like, they could yeah. make that really cup difficult. level, you know, yeah. just bullet hell type hard. Yeah. If they wanted to. Um, yeah. Because that's just such another thing that you have to keep an eye on. But it was a great, great idea and looks like a very cool game. Uh, it's not out yet. Uh-uh. I believe they're shooting for. Uh, Early next year, I think is what they yeah, said. Yeah, he didn't yeah. want to give us a, a time because a, yeah. obviously this is not their main job. This right. is sort of their hobby. So, uh-huh. you know, he does this after mm-hmm. they get home from work. Yeah. So it's it's slower, but um, he didn't want to give us an actual date, but he hopes it's out next year. Yeah. yeah. So keep an eye on that one. Uh, the next one we saw, which was right next to them, or at least very close, was TikTok, a oh, tale yeah. for two. Uh, this one was an interesting concept in that it was an adventure game, uh, a la, I don't know, Mist, maybe? Yeah. Sort of, yeah, kind that, of like yeah. Mist, yeah. Riven, that Misty, style. yeah. But it was a co-op, and each person played on their own tablet or their own computer, and they you had pieces of the puzzle. And so it was really up to you how hard or, diff- or easy you wanted to make it, because... You could, you know, try to talk to the person and tell them what you know and communicate that way. You could just go ahead and show them your tablet if you want mm-hmm. to. But it, it, so it was an interesting thing, though. It fostered a lot of talking, a lot of trying to uh, work through puzzles, kind of like when we played Portal. Yeah. And that same type of just trying to figure something out. Yeah, but it was interesting that you only got parts of the clue. Yeah. yeah. So you really had to pay attention to both sides in order to get the clues. Right. Yeah, and it was, again, in the same vein as the first game. It, it was a different type of forcing you to work co-op instead of, 
it, it really, each person had their own role to play, and there had to be some sort of teamwork or communication or something between both players and able to be successful yeah. in both of these games, which was really interesting to me that there were two games that were so focused on kind of reinventing the idea of a co-op game. Right. They're kind of changing the expectations that you have about picking roles. It's not a game where you log on and you choose your class, and maybe mm-hmm. your classes complement each other, or maybe... You know, you have skills that work together. This you you, you have to work very yeah. well together in some capability to be able to win both of these games. Yeah. So something out. interesting about our society that recently we've had a little bit of a rash of these type of games of co-op games, mm-hmm. both even on board games. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it says a lot about the gaming gaming culture, especially. I mean, usually, I at least in my opinion, there's sort of like a loner culture. With with PC games at very mm-hmm. least, even mm-hmm. it, it, talking about something like a, a an MMO, there's some sort of like solo culture behind playing that game or leveling. Um, this is like a different. This isn't like you jumping into a party with somebody and playing with them. This is you have to use the pieces that they've figured out, and they have to fully complete their pieces. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. It, there may be a missing piece. You may see something and plug it in right away and it doesn't work for the second person. And maybe the first person is missing something. That's something that we saw specifically. We saw specifically, yes. Yeah, when we were watching. So, I don't know. It just That was intriguing to me. That made the biggest impact to me. It really did, yeah. It was, it was quite interesting. It was a neat game. I'd definitely like to um, put that on the Steam wish list and see. That would be a really nice game if you're hanging out with friends outside. Yeah. You know, just... Yeah. You could even have two groups. It doesn't have to be yeah. two people. It'd be right. pretty cool to play. Yeah, yeah, I think they also said, too, that it's, like, completely cross-platform, right? Like, you can, one person could be playing on a tablet, another mm-hmm. person could be playing on a computer at home, right? right? Right. It's just all you need is a voice connection. Yeah. And you guys can figure the puzzles out on your own. Yeah. Yep. It's really cool. Yeah. It's a neat take. And, I mean, the, you know, you, you mentioned the resurgence of co-op. Uh, there's been a, a small resurgence in that adventure style as well, especially mm-hmm. on the tablet yeah. space. With games like The Room and stuff. Which yeah. I love that. I that love. was my favorite yeah. game. Yeah. So, very cool. So, the next one up was Shift Quantum. Oh, yeah. Which was really interesting. I didn't get a chance to play it, but you were playing as a... Uh, it was kind of like, I think you were a spy or, or something like that, but it had a noir feel. But the whole mechanic was, as you were going through a platformer type game, you could shift, everything was black and white, but you could shift the colors and basically make white, black, make uh, black, white. And your guy then could interact with things or like a wall would become a big pit because now all the black was gone. Now it's just a hole in the ground. Yeah doors could be flipped to mm-hmm. be open or closed and that type of stuff so it was this flipping back and forth mechanic to solve puzzles as you go through the level and it seemed like there were enemies around and you had to sneak mm-hmm. yeah, to sneak stealth, around yeah, yeah. stealth component to it as well yeah and it was difficult to get actually get to that one whoever was um the people playing that game stayed playing yeah. that game for <laughs> a really long time so we couldn't actually play it but we did watch it and yeah. we um we watched a couple people play which was very interesting it looked incredibly intense mm-hmm. very intense it was Quite difficult actually yeah it, it really did look difficult it looked like some of the puzzles honestly reminded me about some of the the 
older puzzles in Portal, like the later on puzzles where you yeah. have to think mm. you have to think about yeah. it in a 3D space. Yes. Right. You right. can't just think about, you know, moving things one direction. Yeah. You then have to think about flipping the map. But right. it's a very, instead of being a very 3D environment, it's almost like box. I yeah. Mean, it, um, yeah, like vox, voxel. I, th- I know what you're talking about. Um, no, like the, 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 they're boxes that you move. Like, it's almost like you're moving the pixels around. Like, oh, like, it's, um. Because yeah. you're moving crates around yeah, and stuff. So yes. it's just yeah. very, you mm-hmm. think of it in very, like, you're moving these specific squares around yeah. instead of moving around, like, in a 3D space, like in Portal. Right. Well, it's kind of like that game Fez, where yeah. it had that whole flipping, except instead of flipping it, inverting colors you were inverting them or you were turning the entire map yeah so but yeah any game that has you dealing with space in a new and interesting way is always uh, yeah, there was eye a, catcher for sure there's another platformer that did that too that was up on the sixth floor that yeah. had you flip from one world to another oh, world. oh yeah i remember it you was playing the one that from one. the regular world to death i forget the name of it but i'll figure that one i was out. literally watching the video of you playing that today <laughs> i was looking through the video of nice. the pack stuff and the developer making me super nervous because he's like right at my shoulder <laughs> going no then you can do this and i'm like well Tell me what the controls do, <laughs> and, and maybe I can do some stuff. So the next one was Round Guard. Uh, talked to one of the developers on this one. Didn't get a chance to play it. Definitely not my biggest cup of tea, but it's a roguelite that uh, plays like Peggle, except yes. you have classes and st- such. So maybe think more like Puzzle Quest type. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Yeah. The characters are cute, though. They're little yeah. round figures, and they're... The, the art is super adorable, but yeah, it's it's not my cup of tea either, yeah. but it's a really nice looking game. It yeah. Was, and yeah. it had a lot of people playing it. They were obviously having fun. Piggle on steroids. There's yeah. a lot going on. I there mean, it's a lot going on. It is Piggle with health and mana. Right. Yes. Like, right. it's a full dungeon crawl <laughs> Piggle style. Yeah, it kind yeah. of is. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, next one was Retimed, which uh, is kind of a... I don't know, Super Smash Brothers, or it's a, a single screen, four players fight each other. It may have more with that archery game that was big for a long time on PlayStation. I can't think of the name of it for the life of me. But it's a competitive four players against each other, uh, except it also has slow motion. Yes. It seemed to be the main <laughs> the main, uh, main attraction to it was that as, you, as things came to you, you could actually affect time around you. Like, dodge bullets. It's a combination. It's a matrix bullet yep. dodging game. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like adding an additional element to Super Smash Brothers. Seriously. Right? Yes. But it is on the Switch, so I think that that's notable, at least that it is sure. being, you know, a, a multiplayer game that it'll be yeah. with your little it's bitsy Switch controller. Yeah. Like your little one joystick. Yeah, and it cute. definitely has a Nintendo a- aesthetic. Yes. Yeah, it's cutesy, cartoony <laughs> It graphics. does. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me like that um, Gang Beasts, but with yeah. bullets. Yeah. Yeah. It was very cute. All right. Next one is Pray for the Gods. Uh, this one is another one I, I only got to look at as pe- or you know watch other people play. It had the Dark Soul feel to it. Yes. Seriously. Yeah. It did. It really it is- did. It was beautifully rendered. Yeah. That's it was. for sure. It was gorgeous. It was like the most realistic of all the games, Absolutely. wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. just very it 
did not look like an indie game to me. No, it, looked it really like didn't. A big title game. Uh, I think it's a survival game where. It- you have to kill the gods. Oh, my so goodness. So you have to go around, and, and your job is to kill the gods. Yep. So it's an action-adventure. But, yeah. Um, yeah, again, none of us... It was really tough to get to place to some of these games yeah. because there was obviously so many people, and these weren't timed demonstrations. So people sat there for a for really a long time, which is what we talked about last, last show was, yeah. you know, be a little considerate of people. If there's no time limit on the game that you're playing, get get in there, play enough to get the feel and, and figure out whether you like it or not and then give someone else a chance because some people were there for a long time. Yeah, there were a lot of games in the PAX 10 that we just could not could not break the break the barrier exactly. to get in, to get our actual hands on it. But we did get to watch a lot yeah. of people play these games. So. And talk to some of the devs. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Gives a, gave us a chance yeah. to at least do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so next up uh, was Pizza Titan Ultra. This one I actually got to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really cool. It was kind of fun. Yeah. I was fun watching you play. Yeah, yeah the whole uh, gimmick here is that you're in a giant uh, mech-type mech robot that's a pizza delivery vehicle, and there's a lot of competitors in this world that don't want you to deliver that pizza, so you got, as you're trum- you know trouncing through the city... Uh, Destroying get, other buildings because yeah. you don't care about any building except the one you're delivering. Yeah, yep. To get to uh, your delivery on time, and they had an upgrade system, and you can go back and forth. And in this, in the mode they were demoing, it was very much crazy taxi feel, yes. where you were yes. running around as fast as possible, trying to keep the clock going. Uh, but they did mention they were going to put a, like a campaign in there, yeah. an actual <laughs> uh, like a progression system as well. So everything was cool. The graphics popped. They're very bright and colorful. It was just fun. Like the whole thing was. had fun on it. It was fun. We had a whole crowd cheering when yeah. you were trying yeah. to deliver pizzas because the best part of it is when you deliver the pizza, you actually punch a hole through the building to deliver yeah. the pizza. Like, Here it, is your pie. Here is your pie. Ooh. Now you've got no wall. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. I think he was saying that the the oven for cooking the pizzas is inside of yes. the, yeah. the robot. Your neck. So the the other Chuck E. Cheese esque competitors, right. they like are fear of how quickly and fast you can deliver these pizzas right. right to their doorstep. So they're trying to attack the robot. It's just a hilarious premise. Yeah. It's a funny game, but yes, it's very crazy taxi style. It yeah. definitely is, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It was It was definitely it held everyone's attention. Like I said, there was people cheering when we were getting to the pizzas, and at one point you got down to like yeah. two seconds and you made it, and everybody yeah. was like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> it was so good, yeah. yeah. It was fun, and it didn't have. Um, it did have a few like the skills and the yeah. the talent, like mm-hmm. the abilities were pretty basic. But yeah. it also had like they had another sign up that was like more advanced right, moves, right. which was kind of funny. So I mean, yeah. you can play it as as ridiculous right. or as skillful as you want to yeah. play it. Like you don't have to have all the crazy moves. Yeah, it was cool, and not only that, but the thing you know, I I noticed and when I read the description, they mention it too. Is you actually have momentum in that thing too, so it did make it hard. Like you couldn't stop on a dime in ah. it. You actually took a few extra steps each time, so 
it's also getting used to that the way the thing you know moves the mech works. and there was a lot of things on the ground that could change your momentum or change your uh your speed so it had a lot going on i, I liked it it was fun. i wonder if they you can choose like when the game is released if you can choose different mechs to be and they have yeah. like different you know like i would hope so like a speedy mech yeah. but it was very light so it gets uh, yeah. killed faster yeah. like a really big mech that's that really slow but fantastic. takes a lot of damage yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Probably. More customability for right. the Pizza Titan Ultra. Exactly. <laughs> Please, bring it. Yeah. Eventually, you just upgrade to like a catapult and just fire. Like, Launching. Just That's boom. like your ultimate. That's yeah. like an additional like, bar that yeah. you get for your ultimate ability you where just, you just serve pizza justice. Just like, pizza serve rain. pizza justice. Yeah. Like, right to their faces. That would be That's aligned awesome. right with the game. Yep. Like, that would be right on us. Uh, <laughs> right on brand. Oh, <laughs> game. God. It was hilarious. Oh, man. All right. Moving down the line, the next one was uh, Overload. Uh, this one I talked to the developers on. This is by some of the same people that made the original Descent game, which for the Wayback Machine, around the time that Doom Doom 2 came out, there started becoming an influx of shooters, and one of them mm-hmm. was Descent, where you actually were flying in a plane around like a tunnel. So you were in this maze system, but you were flying around, and eventually it spawned uh, some other iterations that took you to space and such. But this one's a kind of a throwback or an homage to that. You're in a maze-type uh, facility, but with very improved gra- graphics, six to you know six degrees of freedom, flying around go to town single player as well as uh uh you know the competitive type type modes oh. yeah this is another one that i don't think e- any of us played <laughs> no right? no yeah. we didn't get to play it yeah there were a ton of people around it though because i think it has one again it has one of the creators of descent and mm-hmm. i think he was there wasn't yeah. he so there were a ton of people around yeah. it talking to him and it was pretty cool like yeah. dev experience at their booth to get to see yeah yeah exactly. absolutely yeah. So, keep an eye out for that one. Uh, next one is Mirror Drop. Yeah, this one I didn't get. This one, I mean, so I was much. it was so crazy looking, and I really wanted to to figure it out, and we we couldn't get it because the people that were playing it were there for a really long time. Yep. but they weren't really doing much but going in and out of these images. And I didn't understand what the premise was yeah. of this yeah. game. Like, Seeing that it's a puzzle game makes yeah. more sense to me because looking at it, like reading the description of it makes more sense than trying to just look at it and figure out what's going on because, man, it was overwhelming. Yeah. It looked like they were just kind of roaming around in yeah. this strange world where sometimes what you thought was a mirrored surface was actually a, a window mm-hmm. and the mirrored surface was behind that. Like, yeah. 10, 20 feet behind that window. You had to go through it in order to see it. So it was quite interesting, but I I guess the premise is to find the exit. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming from the description that they have, at least it says that each level contains puzzles, the hidden exit, and it's set against alien geometry. Interesting. <laughs> nice. Alien but geometry. The the previews that I've seen of it from the website were very different than the, the, the one that we were we watching. Watched, yeah. The gameplay we were watching. Yeah. It seems like there were a lot... Like, the one that we were watching was a lot of spherical Yes, yeah, It was just like they just kept going back and forth it was between very these odd. spheres. And it was really hard to tell what they were trying to do or solve or whatever but yeah when i i've looked at some of the stuff on their site and yeah it makes more sense yeah 
And I'm sure if you start at the beginning, it would explain it yeah. to you. Yeah. But it was it was trippy how it was moving around and the the way the 3D models interacted with each other it looked cool. Yeah. Actually, think- the movement was amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's true. The movement was yes. really amazing because when you got closer to one of the surfaces, mm. it got bigger, mm-hmm. and then you ended up inside what you thought was like this tiny little dot or this tiny little cylinder and then you went inside it and it was this huge space it was bigger on the inside um but (laughs) but it was really interesting the way they played with the with the physics of it i think yeah i think and the textures were really nice too it was very pleasing to the eye i just Mm -hmm. think that the people that we were watching play it just that kind of had no clue yeah they sucked yeah, that's what it was. It's fine. They yep. just couldn't figure out they the puzzle, out. I think, is really what it comes down yeah. to. But, yeah. I mean, like Daxa and I were saying earlier, when people are watching you play games, it's difficult <laughs> to play these puzzle games, okay? Yeah. pressure. There is a lot <laughs> of pressure. <laughs> a lot of pressure. <laughs> so, like, I'll give the guy a pass. Oh. And the girl. Yeah. Oh, Both of them. Okay. We'll give both of them a pass. They get a pass. All right. So, the last one of the PAX 10 was uh, Gunhead. Which was a, or is a first person shooter, uh, very much a throwback type shooter to earlier FPSs, uh, very colorful graphics, kind of in the maybe Metroid M vein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're on a, you know, a derelict spaceship, so it has that vibe, but the same type of colors and stuff. It's kind of like cell shady a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Just a tiny bit. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah I like the style a lot. So, look cool. Um, but yeah, we didn't play this one either. I talked to a guy real quick about it, watched some of the gameplay. It looked like a first-person shooter. I didn't <laughs> see anything that made me go, oh my god, that, I've That's amazing. that happened before. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, the, it, it's very pretty. The graphical style is very, very interesting. And I mean... I'm just not an FPS person. Yeah. That's really what it boils down to. It was definitely really... You know, I'll have to say that. I didn't see a single game that I went, ugh, not a fan of the graphics. Yeah. yeah. This is true. Not this a is single true. one. No. It's always with the indie games, the graphical styles almost I, always blow me away. Yeah, yeah. And they're all over the place. Like I Some know, are like 8-bit. Yeah. Some are right. you know stick figures. Yeah. And every single one of them blows me away. But they're always amazing. They're mm-hmm. always so unique to whatever they're trying to create. And I don't know. I, I'm very big on the... The idea of your game, your story, or, you know, that you're trying to put forth. So, like, I just, I love seeing what people come up with that goes hand in hand with their chosen game mode and story, etc. Right. So, it's interesting to see this very, very (laughs) spaceshipy shooter in this cell shady sort of style. God, that was too many S's. <laughs> <laughs> so many S's. Oh my God. By the seashore. Good Lord. <laughs> Sally sells seashells. Yeah. Uh. Interesting. But yes, we did not play it. Nope. No. We did, did not. not. All right. So that covers the PAX 10. Yeah, it was good. It, it was just good. wasn't. Yeah. I don't think I was like, I wasn't floored. I was not floored. I mean, I love the, the the two games I liked, I really liked. Yes. Or three games I liked, yeah. I really liked. Um, but I was more impressed by the Indie Mega. I agree. Yeah. And I mean, like like we were saying, I think even before we started, it just, every year it's a mix. And this year, the mix just wasn't the type of games that we yeah. normally play. Yeah. The games may be amazing. Right. And I definitely am not like, oh my God, go try. Obviously, yeah. they were picked for a reason. Right. Go try them. Don't listen. You know? Right. Right. Like, 
but yeah. it, they just weren't my bag. But yeah. I'm sure they're fantastic. But no, there yeah, were just a lot understand of, the type of game it yeah. is. If you're yeah. not an FPS fan, then yeah, you may not, not going to like a couple of them. That may yeah. change your mind at least in this yeah. in this demo. But yeah, sure. <laughs> check it all out. Yes. Uh, all right, so let's talk about some of the other ones from the uh, indie mega booth. Mega booth. Well, um, the first one that we stopped at was that I was looking for was this one called Boyfriend's Dungeon. Boyfriend Dungeon. Uh-huh. And um, it's not out yet, but the, the interesting thing about it is the weapons are people. Love it. So when you find a weapon, <laughs> it has a personality. It's a person. It transforms into a human. It transforms into a human. Yeah. And you have to woo your weapon for it to be to like to work for its power. to unlock its yeah. power. So you actually have to figure out their personalities, and based on what you say, like if someone's a smart aleck, then and you answer them sweetly, they're not going to like you as much as if you answer them like smart alecky. Yeah. It's very. It's a really interesting mechanic. I yeah, mean, like, I just <laughs> everybody that we talked about this right. game with was like, "What? Like yeah. that's so cool." That was so neat. And then the thing was is we we didn't get to play it either because there's a lot of people. However, we did ask a guy if we could sit down next to him and watch him play and he was just like, "Okay, this girl's just not into me." <laughs> it was one of the swords and he's like, "This girl's just not into me. Let's try this guy." Over she was here. super not into yeah, it. He was yeah. very correct. <laughs> But it seemed really She called him a murderer, I yeah. think. Oh, my God. On the first date. On the first wow. date. Yeah. <laughs> he was very specific. Like, I'm not. Yeah, okay. She's just None not into this. me. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Wow. And you have to be very flexible because obviously some of the weapons are men and some of the weapons are women. Yep. So, you know, you got to figure out how you're wooing them individually. It's It was kind of neat. It was fun. Um, and from what I saw, it was a lot of... it. I didn't see any combat. Mm-hmm. Now, whether there's combat or not, I'm not sure. But like oh, there it is looks, combat. It looks very Diablo. Okay, so to it me. looks very Diablo-like, but yeah. I definitely did not see the person fighting. Yeah. They were no, just at- and I would have loved to see like a little bit of the weapon, like selecting your weapon. Yes. Then, like I get, I get the whole concept of your weapon turning into a human, and you like I love that. But yeah. now I want to see like give me a little bit of the like the the skill yes. that you get by like becoming best friends instead of just good friends. Right. Yeah, exactly. you know, like give <laughs> like, me a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I would assume that's how you're like just leveling up. Like now you get an AOE blast because yeah. you know. He liked the way you looked on your date. Or he whatever. liked how you know. put your hand over his. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good. I mean, it looks cool. It looks like an interesting concept. My only concern would be like, can they keep that mechanic going and interesting for the whole game? Um. Yeah. I mean, it'd be. As it'd long be they have enough swords and enough different things to you know approach or whatever, I think it could work. Well, it looks like right now there's four. Okay. Yeah. Is that three dudes and one chick? Um, oh my well, god. That guy was a K-pop idol. Yes. Oh my god. He's a <laughs> lightsaber too. Oh my gosh. That's my husband. Right, right there. Nice. Oh, he likes horror movies. <laughs> he dislikes fan clubs though. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. is, it almost reminds me of some of that graphic novel, the the playable graphic novel oh, stuff yeah. that we were looking yeah. at last year. Like visual novel. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting. So, who knows? I guess we'll 
We'll see. Okay. This is a dating simulator with a twist. Yeah. Exactly. If you want to have killing in your dating right. simulator, this, <laughs> this is, is the this game is the for one. you. Yeah. Like, we have multiple genres covered here. Huh. Dating simulator and murder. And, yeah. Perfect. Sure. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Check. <laughs> Check. <laughs> awesome. Wow. All right, so after that, we also checked out Infectionator 3. Yeah. Apocalypse. 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 So what was the name of that game that we were talking about while we were looking at this, where you have to spread plague and virus? Plague Incorporated. Is yes. it a cell phone game, or yeah, is it a computer game? Yeah, it started on the cell so phone. So think Plague Incorporated yep. with zombies yeah. instead and you are the you are the mastermind behind right. the zombies but in plague There's incorporated a little, a little more hands on yeah because plague incorporated you just kind of like set your virus loose and then you mutate it at like a high level this one you mutate your zombies and stuff but then you actually pick a location and then you're actually able to drop your zombies in in a scenario and you have watch a time as limit attack. as they you know t- attack and you have certain goals as they murder as they murder yeah. and infect and infect any people's brains <laughs> it has the whole like news stream going and yeah. Like, yeah as you start doing things they're like oh, they, you know something happened down in Sydney Australia but you know government says it's fine and that's where you're you know slowly building your zombie army so you have to <laughs> infect but you have to keep what is it like the public yeah. fear from, from knowing yeah you yeah. have to keep like yeah. the public fear down so you use different types of zombies and different types Mm -hmm. of attacks to to infect an infection infectinator and then you can mutate your zombies so you can get like the brute zombie and the spitter zombie and they make a baby broody spitting zombie (laughs) make new better zombies very much yeah gives you that uh, dungeon keeper scratch that like playing evil itch whereas you (laughs) destroy the world cutesy graphics definitely kind of like nintendo 8-bit graphics yeah Uh, but fun and uh, snappy and honestly a lot going on, but easy to get going on. Yeah. Yes, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't difficult to get. Going it was for a sure. lot. I was a little worried when I we did get to play this, and yeah. I was worried mm-hmm. that when I sat down and was playing it, there was a lot because mm-hmm. there's like the scenario screen, and then the world screen, and then like all of the crafting screens, and I was mm-hmm. worried it was going to be a little overwhelming. Yeah. But it seemed at least the tutorial or the demo that they gave us, it was very like. Yeah. This is what you do. You yep, got currency. Yep. You breed some zombies. Like <laughs> exactly. you can make some items, and then you infect people. Yep. And that was great and pretty you're straightforward. Not, you're not putting that money in the bank. You're putting it into zombies. Zombies. <laughs> Zombie progress. You know what's the new Bitcoin? zombies right. <laughs> where's the zombie breeding <laughs> like where's the zombie breeding factory <laughs> wow apparently in australia <laughs> apparently that was the, is that the first place that you decided to infect to dexa no i didn't get to play it i was watching you guys play it Damn. i know oh, sorry. i was talking to the i was talking to the dev uh yeah he was uh real excited about it and they and they were having they had two games there didn't they they had this one yeah. and the one that they were having a contest on yeah, yeah that was a super meat boy mm-hmm. uh, uh n++ type game where very difficult platformer yes which no i'm good thank you super difficult trap uh platformer but they were having a contest for a, a really cool looking trophy that yeah, they had us sitting on the table cool. So I was talking to them about that, but it was um, it looked really neat. Something I, I could the, definitely play. The time on that like Super Meat Boy esque thing that like the whole 
point was to do the demo in as little time as right. possible. Right. And it had gotten down to like a minute and 30 seconds. Yes. Yeah. Right? It got down like, fat. And basically you were trying to, yeah, because the devs did it. And so you're, you were trying, you're trying to, to beat, beat the, devs. the devs. Yeah. yeah. There was there various times, but yeah, your, your big grand prizes if you could beat the devs. That's crazy. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. It was nuts. But definitely, I am, I am not going to beat the devs. I'm going to no, spoil no. that for I'm you not guys beat ahead the of level, time. Level, yeah. level, <laughs> I can tell you that ahead of time. I just want to win the level. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It was actually crazy. It was watching the people play it i was yeah. like wow that's yeah. impressive Serious. yeah Serious. they're like oh and all the red spots is where you've died before i'm like it great would be a sea of red if yeah. it was me yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. god mm-hmm. Th- that was a really good one too and then um after that vindy and i got to play a game called a ground okay and we actually stopped because we were watching a gentleman play it and he was we were like, why is that guy so grumpy? Why did th- that guy doesn't even open the door for you? And we were just like commenting on the whole game while he was playing. <laughs> and, like, yeah. and he was laughing with us. He was yeah. having a good time. So we were going back and forth and they're like, we need to play this game. Yeah. Um, it's kind of an ad- Minecrafty adventure type game. Yeah. Um, it was really cute though. I enjoyed it. It was very pixely. It was very about going down and mining, mm-hmm. and we were we were trying to collect some resources and build some little huts and stuff like that. And then we got to the point cool. where we were like digging ourselves down deeper, and then the monsters started coming, and mm-hmm. then we ran away. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty and much that's what we about did. it. <laughs> that's what we did. Yeah. So you you actually start the game where you're in the sea, and then you're sort of drowning, and then you see an island. And you try to swim to it, and right as you're passing out, you end up on the beach. Uh, mm-hmm. So then you find out that you're not the only survivor. There's yeah. a couple other survivors, and then you go from there. You build a hut, and so on and is so on. Is it a 2D game, or is it 3D? It's 2D. It's 2D. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, and it seems to be all about just digging, yeah. digging down <laughs> and going underground. Yeah, it looks so. a little glancing at uh, Dex's computer screen. looks like ter- that game Terriana. I think it's called or Terana. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think I played that, but it does remind I've me of it, that a yeah. little bit. I've always heard that one described also as like a two D Minecraft. So. Yeah, my yeah. Friend, one of my friends loves that game. Oh, He's nice. always trying to get me to play it, which is the reason that I know about it. Yeah. <laughs> He's always like, "You would love this game," and then I go play this game, a ground at PAX, and yeah. I'm like, "I love, love this game. Hey, this is the best thing ever." <laughs> come around full circle. Yep. Uh, just like with the Darksiders thing, maybe yes. we should start listening to, to the things that people say that we should like, <laughs> that we would like. Yep. We should probably do that. Sometimes would be beneficial. you have to just discover it on your own. <laughs> Sometimes you, you gotta bumble around. You know. Exactly. Oh my god. An attic can't be told to get help. They have Seriously. To find <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> exactly like that. Uh, oh, goodness. Wow. Yeah, that one was really good. Yeah. And then... The one I played, which you guys didn't get to, to play, was um, Paradox, mm. and it's by Rusty Lake, and it's um, it's an escape the room, sort of. So you wake up, and you're in this room, and there's clues all over the place, and you have to figure out why you're there. You have a bump on your head, if I recall, and you're cold, and you're in this room. Oh wow! And then you you just wander around looking for clues. It's really yeah. interesting. So yeah, it's definitely like a 
You computerized Escape the Room. It yeah. was really neat. I enjoyed it. That's I got cool. to play it for a good chunk. And the art style is very, it's, it's kind of noir, kind of dark, but mm. um, very realistic. Okay. It's really nice. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Does it have a film that goes with it, or was it inspired by a film? Or well, this it, this is the it was the official trailer is yeah. on YouTube. Um, so Paradox of Rust, uh, Rusty Lake film is the official trailer. Um, I don't know because I didn't get to speak to the um, developer for very long. He kept getting stolen from me, uh, so I didn't really get to talk to him. But it's you and where you end up, it's like. A mental hospital because you find a pamphlet that's some not a mental hospital whereas in like you're locked in but more of a i'm feeling run down i'm gonna go to this wellness oh, hospital yeah. sort of you yeah. know more yeah, of like yeah. a spa like yeah. right right area so that's kind of where you're at at least that's what the pamphlet says oh. who knows for all i know you could be in a mental hospital yeah yeah, yeah. um because you don't get to play a ton of the game right but yeah it was really neat i cool. like things like that i like mist like games i like puzzle games yeah. quite a bit yeah and this is on pc or it is on no i was playing it on a tablet actually so oh, okay. it looks like it's on Mobile. android and mac and it's on yeah. steam as well great so yeah i was okay. playing yeah. it on a tablet awesome. the only the other game that i wanted to play at the mega booth was this astroneer game. oh yeah, yeah. i want to play this so bad but that booth was swarming it was so packed it was the one where you're mm -hmm. like the cute little cell shady like in space like i'm gonna collect my resources yeah it was kind of like the one you've been playing subnautica, subnautica. yeah that's yeah. what grail said it's like yeah. subnautica sort, in space. Uh, sort of kinda. it was kind of but you actually you have yeah because yeah, you have to you have to watch your air and you have yeah. to get watch your food it was. And, yeah it, i mean but I it was played, in space so it came out as like a early access whatever it's called game preview on xbox like uh -huh. a year and a half ago and one of our friends picked up and he liked it a lot and i grabbed it because you could just play it for free as a demo and so i played it for a while and at the time it was not great buggy. like there was oh just no bugginess it was just really slow like oh. it took forever to get like your oxygen chain going and everything no and it it wasn't the great, but this was you, you know game it's preview long ago. Development. Could be a yeah. lot better now. So I think if you're on Xbox, you can do that. Maybe it's available on PlayStation, uh, and I'm not sure what uh, if they have that type of option, like an early access option on uh, the PC on Steam. If you if it's a free early access or at least a demo that you could try, because I definitely recommend people try it. Because uh, one of my friends really enjoyed it and thought it was really cool, um, and it seemed like, as I recall, you were on like a planet. I don't remember if you yeah. traveled between planets, but uh, yeah, it's cool. Definitely scratches that Subnautica itch. Uh, plays a little, you know, No Man's Sky, that type of stuff. A sandboxy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it says I'm I'm looking at it online, yeah. and it says that it has like a nine out of ten on Steam and a ninety eight percent on the, nice. the Google page. So I'm what well, it also says it has an initial release date of December twenty sixteen. Oh wow! So so it's been two years. That's probably when I first played it. So yeah, it's been two a years lot of has probably yeah, changed. Yeah, two yeah. years worth mm -hmm. of updates yeah. and fixes and stuff. And I mean, if it has such positive reviews, and you're saying that there were some bugginess and stuff, yep. I guess that shows that the devs 
they're listening. Like, they're making changes and improvements. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. But something about the style of it, and I love these sandbox Mm -hmm. games. I just, (laughs) I I don't want to have to do anything like a quest. I just want to go, like, pick mushrooms. Yeah. you know, like an hour. Yeah. Like that's all yeah. I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> like I just want to do that. Like on Subnautica, I just want to pet the cuttlefish for like half an hour and swim around with them. Like right. that's my idea of like a meditative, relaxing <laughs> moment. Like until we invest in some sound self, <laughs> Orpheus self care entertainment VR. Absolutely I right. Play some astroneer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get some space mushrooms. So, like yeah. yeah. So, it's worth checking out. Yeah, like I said, yeah. definitely worth checking out. Uh, but it was good also to see, because I remember them just being this little game preview, so to have them to actually have a booth at PAX is very cool. <gasps> oh, yes. So, the other one, the other game that we saw there that is not even close to coming out, we went, we were in the Indie Mega booth, and they have an area where you have board games and, mm-hmm. and card games and nothing, anything that's not on... And electronic, yeah. basically. Yeah. So we went by this booth, and there it looked like there was just a bunch of little cubes oh. and pieces like and Legos and Legos, yeah. and there was people building spaceships. Yeah. And we're like, "What is this?" So our friend tells us that you've got to you've got to see yeah. this. And basically, there's these all these little pieces. You build your own spaceship, and then that spaceship you port it into a game. So you use like your camera phone uh-huh. essentially to like scan your ship into the game and then you get to play the game with the ship that you just built. Yeah. It was so it was cool. The coolest thing ever. And he did it right. Like, he built a ship. We were watching him build the ship and then he, like, does Took his iPad. Does the magic with the iPad yeah. and all of a sudden, like, it's going it's shooting. Pew, like, there's things <laughs> and it's shooting and it's, like, boostering away. Yeah. It was so cool. It was. What a cool idea for kids. Yeah, I don't know how Lego hasn't already done this. Seriously, Seriously. No Lego, where me. are you? Oh, Seriously, what a missed opportunity. But, well, yeah. I can tell you, the guy from Snapships really beat you to it because yeah. my oh, gosh, man. it was so cool. That's a great idea. And he's like, it's not even close right. to being out at all. But you can sign up, and you can, and then you can get their their newsletter, yeah. and it'll start. He said the ships were going to be around 25 30 bucks. And the best part about it mm-hmm. is you can mix and match the pieces from the different yes. ship kits. So you don't have to just get a kit that has the certain pieces and just make that ship. You can, like, buy all the kits and have your, like, alpha ship. And be like, real, real creative. Yeah. Ship. Yeah. Like, it was so cool. Yeah. I want to play that. It was really cool. So if you're interested in that, they're on Facebook, yeah. Twitter, and Instagram, and uh, at Snap ships s-n-a-p-s-h-i-p-s that was one of the really unique things yes. that i saw at the indie yeah, yeah agreed that was such an like awesome cool concept yeah, yeah it was so cool and you would have totally just walked like we totally just walked by right. it like three times yeah we walked yeah. right like by it because it just looks like a table of legos but right. then you realize like oh my god they're doing like, something cool with this. This is revolutionary. Wait a second. Yeah, yeah. These are cool Legos. Yeah. Yeah. So it definitely takes that, like, uh, God, what is the, the the Nintendo thing with the Amiibos. Oh, the, the Amiibos. Yeah. So it and takes that Amiibos kind mm-hmm. of the next level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of, like, now you create your Amiibo. Yes. Maybe it's, like, their cardboard thing. The, the lot. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. I don't understand that thing. That thing seems crazy. Yeah. 
I can build a little ship. I don't know about building a fishing rod and everything. Yeah, the that, lab uh, I'm like, yeah. That, like if I want to do that, I'll just go to IKEA and like just put something together that I get from there. <laughs> 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 uh, and put it together wrong. But yeah, that was yeah. really one of the really unique things we saw in there. Yeah. That yeah. was that was neat. Unlike sure. I think unlike last year, there weren't been many VR in the in- indie mega booth. No. No, there really weren't. Less VR there. They did have VR again, like a special area for it over at the Weston Hotel, mm. which we let, went to last year. We didn't go to this year. Maybe that's what it was. So. Maybe they kind of moved. Because, I mean, it's big and clunky, yeah. and I understand, like, the indie mega booth is always swarming. So yeah. So I can and- understand that they wouldn't want anything big yeah right right well they give them like five by five feet you literally don't it's like an eight by eight foot square yeah. for each booth it's tight yeah it's tight yeah in there when you tried to like play like was it last year that you t- played luna as yeah. yes yeah like that seemed like a tight that seemed like something that would yeah. be nice to have more room mm-hmm. to move around with Yep, that game still looks fantastic. Yeah, that was behind me when I was playing Spyro on a, on oh, a right, console. Right. Yeah. I think because it was not VR. Yeah, yeah that still so. looks really good. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. All right. Well, I think that does it for our recap of the indie games that we enjoyed. Uh, again, check us out for part one where we talk about some of the bigger games uh, or things that really caught our eye. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to go through our notes, see if we have uh, anything else we want to talk about, or we're just going to move right into a new show, because there's been a lot going on in world outside of video games. We have two new Marvel series, or not two new Marvels, but a very new Marvel series, and Iron Fist 2 just came to Netflix. Mm -hmm. Uh, Luke Cage, we're making it through the second season. Uh, obviously, we're hitting fall, so a lot of shows are going to start back up, and uh, you know, movies will actually start coming out again that are in in our realm. Yay! <laughs> I know. Yes. What's up with August being like? Yeah, kind of a so quiet weird. month. I had Very no quiet. idea. Like, I never thought about that until yeah. like wor- like being with working with film and stuff, yep. and they're saying like August is always a dry month. Yeah. Well. Doesn't it seem like a good month to then release something if it's a dry month? I'm guessing it may just because people are busy with going back to school. And I, yeah, back yeah. Into that and Maybe that's not what it going is. Going to the movies in yeah. general. So yeah, I'm sure somebody, it. yeah, you know, has uh, run the numbers. The logistics. Said, yeah, yeah. The logistics. Yeah, they've they, done uh, the logistics. They moneyballed it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyhow, check us out on the web at www.alphageekradio.com. You can find us on Facebook under Casually Hardcore. You can find us on the Twitter and at GrailCH, at DAXCH, at Vindy underscore. Otherwise, look for Alpha Geek Radio for any of your other podcasting or live streaming needs. We have a bevy of shows on the site, site and we definitely encourage you to check them out. Uh, with that, I have been Grail. I've been Vindy. And I have been Dexa. We are out of here. Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com.